Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Incredible time in worship. And uh, as Will said, uh, if you're new here today or maybe you're joining us online for the first time, I just want to say a massive welcome uh, from us. We're pumped that you would join us here on a Sunday. And maybe you started a new year and you're going, man, I want to get to church while you're in the best place you could be. Uh, Maybe you're trying to discover uh, if God is real, if God is out there, um, you're in the best place you could be because we believe in a God that is real. We believe in a God that's personal and uh, we believe that God loves us and has a great plan for us. And not just that, but we've experienced his goodness. And uh, something I love to do actually at the start of um, coming into a new year and me and Talia do is we just sit there and we, we go over what God has done this year and Man, I don't know about you, but are you thankful for what God has done in the past year? Is anyone thankful for the incredible miracles we've seen and just the incredible faithful God that we have, even in the tough times that God shows up? And like Will just said, that God's peace is with us no matter what we go through. But we're in a, uh, our summer series called Love Sundays, and we're uh, sort of bringing some words that we feel God's uh, put in our heart and our spirit. And I love what uh, Keena shared last Sunday around we need to let go to move forward. Didn't she do an incredible job? And uh, yeah, 100%, give her a hand, she was amazing. And so I want to continue on that same uh, train of thought around uh, just that theme of how we step into the new. In fact, my message title is A New Future. I believe God, for all of us, has new things in the future, has a new future for us, that if we'd open our eyes and look to see what God is doing, that God, was, God is speaking. And uh, we're going to be looking at the life of Abraham today, um, who I'm inspired by, and he's famously uh, known in the Bible as the father of faith. And we find Abraham's story uh, very early on in the biblical narrative. Uh, we find him in Genesis, right after the creation, we see the fall of man. And then after the fall of man, we see God trying to start to bring redemption to man. And uh, Abraham, he plays a pivotal part uh, in bringing relationship and redemption back into humanity. And he answers the call of God on his life. And I believe that God has a call for us this year. I believe God has a call for us in this next season. And I love the idea of a new year and a new day because it means that we can start again. And I love that we have a God who... Uh, believes in us and says, hey, no matter what your past is, no matter what you've been through, no matter where you're at right now, there is a new day. And at the start of a new year, we can start to set new direction. And we can ask the question, God, what do you have for me? So, Father, today we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power here. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd just use my words, that you'd speak through me today, that people would be encouraged by your word. In Jesus' name, everyone said... Amen. We don't know much about Abraham's early life. We know that he's, uh, he, we see his genealogy, but we pick up his story when he's uh, 75 years old. And so we don't know much about his early life. But when we see uh, God come into his world, it starts with God bringing a call to his world. In Genesis 12 verse 1 is the first time we see God's interaction with Abraham. And his name's Abram at the start. Later on in the journey, God gives him a new identity and his name is Abraham. But I'll start with Abram for now, if you're getting confused. But in verse 1, it says this, The Lord has said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. 
I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. Isn't that an incredible thing that what God wanted to do through one man was to bless the whole earth. And so Abram went, he hears the call of God, he went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him, his nephew. Um, and Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. Then Abram traveled through to the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Sheshem. And at that time, the Canaanites were in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give you this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Incredible story. Abraham basically is set up with his father in his father's house, in his father's land. He's comfortable. He's, you could say, has it all. He's got an inheritance waiting for him. He's got a people group with him. And God shows up in the middle of his story and says, hey, I've got a new future for you. I've got something new for you to do. I've got a plan and I've got a call for you. Would you follow me? And so today I want to look at how we can activate and step into our new future. You know, at the start of a new year, sometimes we can start with motivation. Keenan spoke about last week how everyone gets a New Year's resolution uh, to try and change. And I think it's a good thing. I think really in my own experience, the reason we don't complete those is not because uh, the motivation's wrong and not because we don't try, but it's because we quit. But if we just kept getting back up, the story would be different. Sometimes we try to do it all in our own strength, in our own power. Uh, and the truth is that we won't get it all right and we won't get it all perfect. But the key is to lean into God's power, to continue to move forward, to continue to get back up. And uh, today we want to look at how we can step into a new season. Maybe for you individually, God's calling you into a new season. Maybe as a family, God's saying, hey, there's new things I want you to lead into this new year. There's new cultures you need to set in your family. There's new pathways. There's just new things that God wants to do, fresh things. Maybe in your relationships, in your friendships, maybe your workplace, your business, university, school, wherever you find yourself, whatever sphere of influence that you are in in your world, God wants to do something fresh this year. God wants to do something mighty this year. And Abraham shows us that God's dream is actually greater than our dream. It's better than you could imagine. Abraham probably thought, you know what? I'm going to have a family. Hopefully uh, it goes well. I'm going to have a couple of sons. But God didn't just have a family for him. God had him to be the father of nations, which is incredible. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says this, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. That we could, no matter what we could imagine, no matter what we could dream up, no matter what we could look into the future and go, would God do that? God's saying he's got something greater, he's got something better, that his plan for your life, that his call for your life is greater than you could ever imagine, that you could ever see, that you could ever dream up. So here's a few ways we can step into a new future in our lives that Abraham shows. Firstly, we need a new perspective. Everyone say new perspective. We have to embrace a new perspective to go into a new life. When God come and called Abraham, he was showing him that, hey, you have to leave your old identity to step into what's new. God says you need to leave three things, part of your old identity. You need to leave your country, you need to leave your family, and you need to leave your inheritance. But I love in this that God promised to Abraham in his new identity actually replace these three things. God said, I'm going to give you a land. 
You're going to leave your country, but I'm going to give you a land. He was part of a country. He was, he was the tail maybe in that space, but God said, you're going to be the head. Secondly, I'm going to make you a great nation. You're not just going to be a part of a family, but you're going to be the father of many. You're going to be the father of multitudes. Thirdly, that I'm going to give to you blessing and protection, that whoever blesses you, I will bless. Whoever comes against you, I will protect you. But if we don't take on a new perspective, the challenge is, is that we're always going to find ourselves repeating the old. It starts with our perspective. It starts with our thinking. It starts with how we see ourselves. So how do you see you? How do I see myself? Do we see ourselves in our brokenness? Do I see ourselves in our failures? Do I see ourselves in our insufficiencies? Do we see ourselves that we're not enough? Because it matters how we see ourselves. And the truth is, we do come to God like that. But the incredible news about the gospel is God changes that story. That God says, you are enough because I am with you. That you're not broken anymore because my power is enough to make you whole. I love 2 Corinthians 5 verse 16. Paul says this, he says, Therefore, from now on we recognise no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we no longer know him this way any longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away and behold, new things have come. Behold, new things have come. Hey, Paul's saying, hey, don't recognise yourself to the flesh. Don't recognise yourself to where you're not enough. Actually recognise yourself for who you are in Jesus. Because of Jesus, we're new. Because of Jesus, we're clean. Because of Jesus, we're righteous. Because of Jesus, we're holy. Because of Jesus, we have forgiveness. We've been given a new future. And we've been empowered to live in victory. Right believing leads to right living. A right perspective is the only way forward. I believe we need to see ourselves in the fresh light of what Jesus has done. In his death, his resurrection and his burial. That all of that, we can see ourselves to have a new day. You see, the enemy, the devil, he'd like to keep ourselves looking in the rearview mirror of our past and our mistakes and our failures. But that just keeps us really in a victim mentality that says, I can't. I never will. And I don't know about you, but I've found myself there before saying, I can't do this. I never will have a good future. These were the things that I, I came to God with in my world. I didn't think I was good enough. But I love Abraham's story shows us something different because God rocks up in Abraham's world and he says, I will. You don't have to. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you and I will protect you. We need to exchange the limitations of our thinking to God's thinking. What's God's I will over your world today? Maybe it's I will lead you to build a healthy home in this current culture. Maybe it's I will bless you in the current climate financially. Maybe it's I will increase favour on your life. I will make you someone of influence in your family, in your friendship groups. I will reach people through you in this next season. Maybe you need to hear it again. I will protect you. I will bring peace to you. I will bring hope to you. God's I will over our lives is greater than our I can't. God's I will is greater because we're called to victory. I love what Joel 3 verse 10 says. It says this, let the weak say I am strong. Let the weak say I am strong. And this isn't fake it till you make it. It's not 10 positive affirmations as you brush your teeth in the morning to make yourself feel good about the day. It's not some self-help but it's who God says you are. 
God says, hey, you need to start declaring over your life who I say you are. Let the weak say I am strong. Amen? You know, it's obedience really at the end of the day that it's accepting the full finished work of what Jesus has done on the cross when we come into alignment with what he's saying over our lives. Because as I said, my story is I shouldn't be here. My past rendered me in a place where I don't, I don't really deserve to be doing what I'm doing. Or mate, Honestly, I don't believe I should be here, but by the grace of Jesus, that changes everything. And that's all of our stories that no matter where you're at, maybe if you need to hear that fresh today at the start of a fresh year, that God's grace is enough for you. Isaiah 43, 19 puts it like this. I love it. It says, behold, I will do something new and now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Maybe you feel like you're in a wilderness or the desert. God's saying, hey, that season's not forever. I'm going to come in and bring a new day. When I was younger, I remember a mentor coming to me and saying, hey, Danny, truth is, if you're not moving forward, you're going backwards. And the truth is, God's calling us to be people who look to the new horizon, to hear God's voice and say, hey, what does God have for me in the future? Let's not stay stuck in the past. Hey, if we need to get other people involved in our thinking, involved in our perspective, let's do it. Let this be the year that we come to groups vulnerable, who we are, bringing where we're at, bringing ourselves into that relation, relational intimacy where we're going, hey, would you help me shift this mindset? Hey, would you help me in my family world? Hey, I'm a young dad. Would you help me? Who knows? I need some help. Raising little Tommy at the moment. Secondly, we need fresh faith. We always need fresh faith for the journey. Life is seasonal. And this next season of 2023 can't be lived on past faith. It can't be lived on just our past experience on what God has done. But we need to come to God with a fresh deposit of faith. I love Abraham because he was a man of faith. By faith, he becomes a nation. But in the journey, he continues to live in faith. And we see in Abraham's journey, he actually deviates from fear to faith. But he comes out on the other side because he continues to get up and he continues to stand in faith. Because faith isn't a good idea. It's not a mental acknowledgement, but it's something we carry in our spirit and heart. You might say, how do I get faith, Danny? Romans 10, 17 says this, so faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of Christ. So what have we heard? Or what are we hearing? In this next season, in this fresh year, what, are, what, are, what is our ear tuned to what God is saying in our worlds right now? Because I believe we're called to conquer new territory, take new ground, see souls saved, see our businesses expand, see our families healthy, see this city impacted for Jesus. And maybe we're in the midst of a challenge. God wants to lead us into conquering those challenges too. That in whatever we go through this year, that God is with us and God is calling us to be people who stand in faith. Stand in faith. Abraham uh, later hears God speaking into his future again in Genesis 15, verse 6. And God says to him, Hey, look up to the stars. This is going to be like your descendants. You can't even count it. You can't even imagine it. Your descendants will outnumber the stars. And then it says this in 15, verse 6 that Abraham, that he believed the Lord and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. Incredible that in one moment of trust, God brought righteousness into his life. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says that we live by faith and not by sight. Come on, God's calling us not to live by the natural circumstance, not our situation, not our current mindset, experience. 
may be failure past, but he's calling us to live by faith, to look into the future and say, hey, God has an incredible plan for me. You know, as uh, I said, I'm a young, uh, young dad raising my little boy, Tommy. He's 14 months old at the moment. But uh, I, uh, looking at this scripture, I just thought it aligned so well to how I'm starting to raise him. And one of the things actually Brendan told me to do, I remember Brendan's little boy was running in the foyer, stacked it, smacked his head on the floor. And uh, he gets up, Brendan's like, it's okay, buddy, keep going. And he just got up and kept walking. I thought, it's pretty amazing. Was he not feeling any pain? What's going on here? He goes, just tell him he'll be good and he'll believe he's good. I'm like, all right. So I started to do it with Tommy. At the start, he'd hit something, he'd hit his head, he'd be crying. Yesterday, finally came into full effect. Faith has taken place in his heart. Walks into the corner of our dining room table, bang, smacks his head, looks at the table and just keeps walking. I'm like, proud dad, proud dad. But that's what God wants for our lives. We're going to hit the table sometimes. We're going to fall over sometimes. But if we have faith in our heart, God's going to call us to lift. God's going to call us to walk through the challenge. God's going to call us to the next season in strength. Hebrews 11, 8, verses, uh, thir- 8 to 13. Sorry. I love what the writer of Hebrews says about Abraham's life of faith. He says this, By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed. By going out to a place which he was going to receive for an inheritance. And he left, not knowing where he was going. Not knowing where he was going. Imagine leaving everything you have, not knowing where you're going. God's just like, just start walking, bro. I've got got a plan for you. I've got a land for you. It's going to be great, but just start walking. You'd be like, this guy's crazy, man. By faith, he lived as a stranger in the land of, uh, of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Hey, this city didn't exist in the natural, but in the, in the supernatural, he saw God was calling him to something greater. Come on, what are we seeing that God's calling us to in this next season? By faith, even Sarah herself received the ability to conceive, even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Incredible. And therefore, even from one man, and one who was good as dead as that. Come on, the Bible just puts it plain and simple with Abraham. Hey, he was as good as dead when God did incredible things for him, that they were born descendants who were just as stars of the heaven in number and as innumerable as the grains of sand along the seashore. All these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen and welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. I love it. Abraham had vision. Abraham saw into the future and believed, hey, what God is going to do is going to be great. He answered the call of God and because of that, he paved the way for Jesus to come. Because of one man saying, hey, I'm going to be someone who says yes to God. Imagine what God can do on the other side of our yes this year. Imagine what God can do on the other side of our faith call this year. Imagine the people that God could reach. Because faith is our part to play in partnering with God to see miracles happen. And God is calling us not to be complacent, but to step into the new future he's prepared for us. You know, great faith is just simple faith. Just simply going, you know what, if God said it, God will do it. If God says go, I'll go. If God says, hey, leave what you've got, I'm going to take you to a new land. I'm going to make you a father of nations. You know what, I'm going to take God at his word. Let's step forward into the future this year with fresh faith. Amen.
Thirdly, we need to trust in God's power. Trust in God's power. We step into who God has called us to be by His power working in us. See, the challenge, or I guess the, the, the trick is, is that sometimes when we come fresh to our faith or even when we're uh, mature in our faith is we come into a place where we start to strive. We start to struggle. We, we start to do it in our own strength, in our own power, that we try to achieve the promises of God and arrive in the future He's called us to by us working it out. But it's the complete opposite of what God wants to do. God wants His power to be working in us. It's not about striving, but it's about surrender. It's about bringing our life to God as it is, where we are, saying, God, here I am. Would your power work in this situation? God, here's my family. It's not going too well at the moment. We need forgiveness in the midst of our relational distress. God, would your power work in this situation? God, I'm believing for a family member to be saved. That's me right now. And you know what? I need God's power to come into the situation. It's not about my eloquence. It's not about my speech. It's not about having all the answers. But it's about God's power working in our lives. Amen? Ephesians 1.19 says this. And what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe? According to the working of His great might that He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead, and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. Come on, God's power is working in us, amen? Abraham and Sarah on the journey had to come, up, come to a place where they stopped striving and come to a place of surrender because they, they believed the promise of God. But because it wasn't happening in their time, because they couldn't see it happening in their way, they fell into fear. They lost trust in God's power to make it happen. And Sarah, she was, she was uh, barren at the time. And so Sarah comes up with this great idea. She comes over to Abraham. She goes, husband, I've got a good idea. I'm barren. I'll give you my maidservant. And God told me this is what we should do. And Abraham's like, okay, goes along with it but he doesn't step into the future that God has for him and they have a son called Ishmael who uh, God does actually work through but steps away from the promise of God and they don't see the future uh, in that moment. But God comes to him again and brings mercy and brings grace and brings a new day for him and says, Abraham, you need to turn back to me. I will make Sarah fruitful in her womb even in these later years. I love Pastor Craig's actually talked about this. Uh, in the past year, but saying that Sarah laughed at the promise of God, but then she laughed in the promise of God. Sarah sees the miracle happen, and we'll pick it up in Genesis 17, verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and advanced in age, and Sarah was past childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have become old, am I to have pleasure, my Lord, also? But the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I not give birth to a child when I am old? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? Someone needs to hear that this morning. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? At the appointed time, at the appointed time, everyone say appointed time. I will return to you at this time next year and Sarah will have a son. And one year later, Isaac's born and the lineage of the nation of Israel is birthed. God comes with fresh mercy. Maybe you think, man, you know what? I had faith, I've walked away, I'm in a place where, you know what, I'm not really practicing. Come on, come back to that place of mercy. Come back to that place where you're saying, God, here I am. Come back to that place 
of surrender because even in our failure, it's time to trust again. John 1 verse 16 says this, For of his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Of the fullness of Jesus. I love John chapter 1 because it talks about Jesus stepping into the world, that God stepped into humanity, the incarnation. He, he steps in, he puts skin on and he meets us. And John's saying right at the start of the gospel that he came to bring grace upon grace, grace upon grace for every situation we face, for every heartache we go through, for every circumstance we go through, for every failure, for every sin, that there is grace upon grace, that we just need to continue to turn back to God. We need to continue to bring our lives in surrender to him. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 says this, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I will boast in my weaknesses. Sometimes we put our weaknesses to the side. We think, oh, I'm going to hide my weakness. I'm going to cover my weakness. I'm not going to bring my weakness out. I want to look strong. I want to look like it all, I have it all together. We, we put on uh, a church face maybe or a, a connect group. We put on a good face. How's your week? Yeah, it's great. I'm doing fantastic. But really under the surface, we have things going on. And God's saying, hey, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. That we don't need to cover up, but we need to uncover Bring who we are to God. Bring who we are to each other. That together we can walk forward and bring our weaknesses to God because the power of Christ will work in us. Because God's power, it brings breakthrough. It brings breakthrough. The power of God brings breakthrough in our lives. No matter what situation we're facing, God's power is the answer to bring breakthrough. You know, this year, as we're stepping into a new year, who, who in our world are we believing to be touched by God's power? Beyond us. Who in our world are we believing for to be saved, to encounter Jesus? Who in our world, in our family, are we saying, you know what, that's one person I'm going to be praying for. I'm going to be saying, God, give me the opportunity to reach them. God, give me the opportunity to invite them. God, give me the opportunity to love them. Give me the opportunity to embrace them as you would embrace them. Come on, this year, are we believing for financial breakthrough? Are we believing for, to break through from maybe some addictions? Are we believing, are we coming to God and saying, God, here I am. God, I want to bring myself to you and bring, my, bring myself under your power. Surrender myself to your power. Bring myself to who you are. I just invite the band uh, to come up with me. But I believe today God wants to do something fresh. In fact, we're going to continue to worship in uh, just a moment. But I believe God's power is here to touch us. I believe God's power is here to move in us. I believe God's power is here for a fresh encounter. And I believe that when we just bring ourselves to God where we are, when we bring ourselves in worship, some of the most incredible times of encounter in my life have been times where I've said, you know what, God, I'm just going to give you over who I am right now. I'm going to give you over a fresh heart, a fresh level of surrender. I can't think of any better way to start 2023 than to just say, God, here I am. In fact, I'd love to open up the altar this morning if you want to come down. There's no pressure. No one's going to be praying for you, but you want to come down and say, God, I'm here. I'm yours. Right at the start of a brand new year, God, I want your power to work in me. Maybe, you can, maybe you're coming down and you're saying, I'm going to freshly stand in faith for people in my world that need to know Jesus. That God, today I'm going to declare that there's going to be salvation in my household. God, there's going to be salvation in my university. 
God, there'll be salvation in my school. God, in my workplace. God, wherever I'm at, I'm going to be someone who brings salvation to people. Maybe we need to stand for something personally. Psalm 121. One of my favourite scriptures says this. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? I lift up my eyes to the mountains. I lift them off my circumstance. I lift them off my failure. I lift them off the past year. It didn't go that well. I lift them off the anxiety that I'm currently facing. I lift my eyes off the mountain. Where does my help come from? The psalmist, he's speaking to his soul, saying, soul, right now, you've got to hear it. Where does our help come from? Where does my help come from? My help, it comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, the maker of heaven and earth, that my help comes from the Lord. I'd love us to stand. But as I said, maybe for you, it's freshly just coming, putting yourself at the altar, saying, God, here I am. Maybe it's just right where you're seated. You're going, God, here I am. Here's my circumstance. Here's my situation. But sometimes we got to speak to our souls. Sometimes, I love the psalmist because a lot of the time he's not declaring it out of a place of perfection. He's not declaring it out of a place, as Will said before, praising out of a place that I feel good today. I feel like it's all together. Sometimes he's declaring it and going, you know what? I'm declaring this out of a place that God is my healer. I know He's my salvation. I know He's my redeemer. And my soul needs to speak this out. It's, a, it's like speaking first person saying, soul, you've got to lift up His name. You've got to declare His praises. So we're going to declare that, that song, House of Miracles, today. We're going to declare that this is a house of miracles, that God is working in our worlds, that God is moving. So right from the offset, if that's you this morning and you go, you know what, I'm believing for a miracle. Why don't you lift your hands? We're going to pray and then we're going to worship. But Father, we thank you for your power. We thank you, God, that you don't call us. God, to do it on our own. You don't call us to cover up. God, to try and get it right in our own strength, to strive. But God, you call us to just bring a fresh level of surrender to you. So this morning, God, we say, here we are. Here we are. And we declare, God, that you are worthy that your power makes, God, a way. God, in our circumstances, in our situations, that your power, we declare afresh, is the answer. It is the answer to our soul's needs. It is the answer, God, to our society's needs. God, it is the answer, God, in our families, in our friendships, in our businesses, God, in our health, God, in whatever we're facing, your power is the answer. In Jesus' name we declare that this is a house of miracles. We trust that you are encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.